Today's episode of Turning This Car Around is brought to you by Day One. Visit dayoneapp.com to learn more. I have a call at one my time, so we should just start this motherfucker. I'm John Maltz. I'm Lex Friedman. I'm John Armstrong. Welcome to Turning This Car Around. We all sound good. We sound really good. Yeah. Un- like healthy. Yeah, I ones. think we've finally gotten finally gotten the sound quality right. to, a, to a good place. Well, yeah. we've learned. A lot of learning. And I don't know if you noticed, but I'm yeah. setting up a segue right there. Boom. And the segue is, oh. let's talk about education. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> My, uh, our education as fathers or our children? Our children's education. I like that you ask that question for the listener's benefit. Because you already knew the fucking answer. But uh, look, I'm a friend <laughs> to the listener. <laughs> Let's talk about school. Mm-hmm. New math. Let's do. I feel that. like I always start the conversation, so I'm I'm trying to sit back and let one of you jump oh. in. Uh, my child goes to school. He's at school right now. Um, <laughs> Mine are definitely not because of snow. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, so you got you've had a lot of snow days. Oh. We, we've already lost. You're going to be your kids are going to be going to yeah. yeah right right to school through um, mid August. Is that right? Mm. Yeah, that's about right. Okay, so back east, what do they do when you have snow days? What are they? Like, you said that you lost President's Day. Oh, so yeah, we lost President's Day, and now there some schools are eating into spring break, and our school is eating into uh, summer instead. So we've got President's Day is no longer a day off, and then we have like three extra days into the summer now. But they won't touch your spring break. Not yet. I think if there's any more snow days after today, then they'll start using spring break too because they don't want to get into July. Oh, uh, God. That's Man. right. You guys like go to school till you know, 4th of July and then you go back to school like after Labor Day. Right. The week after Something Labor Day. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so public school? Public school. Public. Yeah, public well, school. Except public for my younger here. ones. I'm paying for the younger ones. Uh, Preschool. So yeah, preschool, one preschool, of them goes to, yeah. all three of them have gone to a Jewish preschool just because it was a decent school, not really because of the Jewish connection. Um, <laughs> the Jewish connection. It's a great Starring film. Gene Hackman. <laughs> but, he's good in every, he's good in everything. But yes. they, um, so then my, well, okay, I didn't want to lead, but I'm going to lead a little bit because I'm going to tell you this. Here's the story. <laughs> I asked you, I asked you. So, so Sierra, who's five, is doing a year of private pre-K right now, and Anya did a year of private kindergarten, and it's because of stupid cutoff regions. Like the, To me, the number one thing I think about with education in schooling is, cu- is cutoff dates. So we lived in Marlboro, New Jersey for a while, where the cutoff date was December 31st. So my daughter, Anya, who was born on October 19th, should have gone to first grade last year. But then we moved to Manalapan, where the cutoff date is October 1st. And it's still her birthday is October 19th. And there's no wiggle room. If you miss the cutoff date, you wait a year. So all of her friends were going to go to first grade. and She was going to have to do kindergarten again. And I mean, all parents say nice things about their children. Uh, Anya is... um, Super smart. (laughs) She was... (laughs) You know, she was reading chapter books when she was four years old and now she like now the hard part is figuring out what books she can read that are reading level appropriate but also maturity level appropriate so fine she's super smart so they're like well she can take an iq test to place in the first grade and she has to score 130 or higher uh this was a year ago and uh the school administers the test in exchange for 300 dollars. now i let's set aside the fact that an iq test is a totally bullshit way to determine if somebody's ready for first grade uh-huh. really? um, and that's the only factor and as i go i take her in for the test and the guidance counselor comes out and says just so you know i've been doing this for 20 years and i've never passed anyone and let's also remember it's a subjectively scored test so <laughs> awesome we get the <laughs> score uh after the weekend and like well she got a 127 sorry no first grade for you so oh my it was god. My god. so frustrating Jeez. And, uh, so yeah, so Anya did an extra year of kindergarten. She did private school kindergarten one year because that was while we were figuring out what we were going to do. And then she had a repeat kindergarten in public school last year. So now she's in first grade, the teachers, both in kindergarten and in first grade to their credit have given her a ton of extra work. She comes home with, you know, they call it enrichment stuff every day. That's none of the other kids are doing. And they, they, (laughs) her, they do the reading assessment at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year. And she already placed at the maximum reading level ability. So she'll show no, no improvement. She'll show no improvement in reading ability at the end of the year because she can't, there's no room. So (laughs) So I mostly hate school. 
Okay, so uh, that's my story. The, well, the, yeah. the question that comes to mind for me with this situation is, are you going to officially label her a red shirt, and when are you going to start her on either football, <laughs> baseball, or a sporting track so that in college she's high, uber competitive? I think I've mentioned the Jewish thing. Uh, yeah. By which I mean, we there is no athleticism in this family. Wait, wait. Are you saying that Jewish people, as a people, are not athletic? We're good at wandering through the desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that, our skills start suffering. And the fact that that's not in the Olympics is really <laughs> it's just race. It's just racism. It's com- well, yeah. So, I love I love the teachers. Like when I, when I want to say nice things about school, there's teachers who I like, but the, the whole school system right now just, and I think it won't matter in a few years. I think that, you know, even if not everybody's even, it'll be more caught up, but right now it's just stupid. She's wasting her time. She comes home bored. She tells us she's bored. It's stupid. So I hate school. Huh. So let's hear nice things about school. If anybody has wow. anything nice to say about well, school. John, I was going to ask you if you're red shirting your boy, because I don't believe he's Jewish at this time. I'm not time. sure what that means. Can you explain that? Can you explain what red shirting so, means? Well, here's the thing. Well, let's go back. So my former in-laws, my ex-in-laws, how do you, yeah, they are from the South. And in the South, football is a thing. When someone says, who's your favorite ball team? They're not talking about any other ball than football. And I learned that I, my answer was PHP 4.0. I just, you know, my (laughs) sequel, I don't have an answer like, uh, Niners, you know, um, Basically, I don't really have a team. So, um, but if pushed, I would say the Niners, even though I'm, I don't really watch football. Okay, that aside, in Texas specifically, uh, Friday Night Lights, that air, that space in the country, um, they parents of male children will hold their kids back a year and start their kindergarten when they're they'll like basically force them to. When they're, lar- when they're larger. Yeah. And what that does is then by the time they get to high school, they're you're older than everybody, supposedly, and are more mature. More likely to make the football team. Yeah, and more likely to get a sweet college contract. So also, you're saying that there's advantages to having the, your kid well, be theoretically. And also, also, in my state right now where I'm living, there is a university called Brigham Young. And it is a LDS slash Mormon sponsored university, which means that most, if not all of the young men that are at that university will do a Mormon mission at the, now it used to be the age of 19. Now it's 18. So now let's say I'm, I'm 18 years old. I go on the mission. I go back and get into BYU. I'm now 20 years old as a freshman. <clears throat> so what does that do? For our team, I guess I hadn't considered that. So you, they do a mission for two years. They do. My, I wow. didn't because I was. I there's a window of time where they said eighteen months, and I was in that window. And I think they realized that that wasn't going to keep their numbers up, so they went back to two years. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, anyway. So point is, redshirting. That be that's that's how I know about it. Is in, former in laws, ex in laws, and the South, and. Friday Night Lights and Brigham Young. Whence from whence the term? What's the red shirt? I mean, because I'm used to Star Trek, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that sounds like you're sending him on a dangerous away mission. Mm. Uh, yeah, like a dead meat mission. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. right. He's gonna go first. He's gonna step. You know, the the, the ultimate computer is just gonna fry him because he's gonna walk through a beam. Mm, mm. No, it's not about that. I, I'm assuming. I don't so. even know actually. Um, I assume Lex is furiously. I'm trying to find it, but so far I've got nothing. (laughs) All right. But anyway, it's holding him back to, to do better in sports. Yeah. 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 yeah, No, I no, no, he, uh, it's a college. He he went a little early actually, I guess. Cause he's, well, he's got a, he's got a December birthday. Um, so he, Gosh, how did that work? I don't know, but I think he went. He went a little bit. He actually went a little bit earlier than I went when I was a kid because I had a November birthday. So, or is that anyway? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We possibly of red shirting, by the way. Is oh, there, there's a red okay. jersey commonly worn by such players in practice scrimmages against the practice regulars. scrimmages. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured it must have been. Um, no, he's not. He's not much of an organized sports 
guy. Um, mm-hmm. He's much more individual sports, mm-hmm. so he's not. He's probably not going to end up playing on a team sport. Uh, he loves karate, and he's really good at karate. Awesome, um, good. So that's the kind of thing that he'll probably he'll probably do. How much? Uh, I'm I'm switching gears, but this is my big question, my big fear. How much homework do your kids get? Oh, how much? God. How much do you think is reasonable? And should we be instituting some change in the school system because it's too freaking much? Uh, <laughs> a lot, way too much. And yeah, you've said that before. And I, we, he's got a teacher that's new to this school this year. That came over from another school mm-hmm. and um, is not a huge believer in lots of homework, oh. uh, which is great for him. So he's he actually I think he had more he had regular homework more last year than this year. So he's got homework a few nights a week and sometimes it's, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it takes a while, but, but he does not have it. He certainly doesn't have it every night. I hope that you are making treats for that teacher (laughs) and bribing. Yeah, he's great. He's really, he's, he's really good. He's much more into the arts and which is actually good for, for Hank because he, he was never all that great or all that interested in art and he's now become much more interested in in it. Yeah. So my oldest, so my youngest goes to a, a preschool that is, I guess you would call it a private preschool. Um, you would. And it's also I would. from <laughs> your people, Lex. And, oh, and true. She's going to a Jewish private school? Yeah. The only one in town. Sure. So that's, you know. <laughs> is it all Mormons there? Uh, no, actually. There's a, it's, it's awesome because there's a good mix of people. There's a, there's a wide variety of people that send their kids there not just jewish people but and not just mormon people but people of all faiths are welcome um <laughs> that doesn't sound like the jews i know <laughs> well we're in the desert out here we're in the hinterland so got it. uh anyway so the, my oldest though they're doing the their school's afternoon doing wandering kids come on everybody outside <laughs> yeah, to wander yeah i mean we have it in our backyard literally right that's right you just yeah you just go outside and you walk around right. anywhere we are actually wandering in the desert even though right. we're over irrigating our anyway <laughs> green lawns all right so my oldest has way too much homework and i believe the thought from the school's perspective is we are getting her ready for her future where she will need to be able to budget time and self-start and uh, learn how to solve a pile of work problem. You know, the, the, not so much the actual uh, homework itself, not the problems subject, themselves, but, but the notion that wait, wait, the shit, the there's a stack of work I have to do and a short time to do it. I better get organized and figure out how to do it. That's my oh, theory. Now you're back. Can you repeat? Oh, there what we you go. Said? Okay. Oh, we, shit. It was another Skype pickup. Oh, yeah, there was God. a, yeah. Where did I stop? Where's the. I don't know. About thirty seconds ago. Oh, fuck. Yeah. All right. So that'll be that'll be good because then I can get my thoughts together and actually say something cogent. All right. So I believe that my oldest, it's public school, and she's fourth grade. The school has a philosophy that fourth grade is the year you learn how to do homework, and it's not so much the individual subjects; it is that you learn how to manage your time and actually do the homework. Hello. Yeah, yeah. we're here. Jesus. Uh, yeah. So, so it's more about learning how to work than it is learning about, you know, school subjects. So what's a, what's a typical, uh, what's how much, yeah. What, how much time are we talking here? Well, yeah. Part of it is that we've talked to her about managing her in class time because she does get time to work on stuff in class. Mm. So, you know, and that, that can vary. Um, it, I would say the average is around an hour. That's average. It can go higher, and it has a lot of times. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. And then add to that that over the past, I think we've got another ten days or eleven days of a reading competition for their school, and she is reading an hour a day. So that is added on to her homework time. Gotcha. That I mean, I I don't love that there's a minimum requirement there, but uh, that I object to less than I think I object to the hour of homework like yeah an hour is i think the absolute peak that i could allow but you're saying it's the average which means that there's plenty of times when it's going over right oh yeah that sounds like that sounds that sounds like too much and you know i i don't know how you guys were in school i know for me my strategy was always 
you know, I'm talking really high school at this point, but you know, my strategy was uh, to get to do as little homework at home as possible, yeah. but not to be delinquent. So, you know, study hall was my friend, and like, what could I get done during homeroom? So I'd save the homework that I knew would only take 18 minutes for the 18 minutes of homeroom time, and then I'm going to do study hall. And like, the only thing I did at home was papers. Um, and so yeah. to me, that did teach me about like, how can I maximize my efficiency and only do things that I want to do, et cetera. And uh, I was okay with that. But this idea that, you know, let's have kids sit and do work all day long and then train them to have homework by giving them tons of homework, I think is kind of crappy. I agree. Yeah. On all fronts. I did the same thing. I was constantly doing homework in the period before it was <laughs> due. <laughs> I, was, oh, I was always putting off everything until the last minute. Mm. Which I think is preparing you for life, pretty much. Yes, yeah. exactly. Which is exactly how I function now. So, I so it worked, I guess. Yeah, especially for a career <laughs> in the arts where you have a deadline. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, now I now I work on deadlines. So, which is perfect because <laughs> you can procrastinate <laughs> up to the, yeah. So now, basically, uh, we're teaching our kids to procrastinate. Is what you're? What we're all kind yeah, of getting at. exactly. Okay. Well, well, we well, know, I know that's what I'm here. teaching my kid. That's because that's, <laughs> that's what I. That's all I know. Uh, but Nessie, are, do you, are your girls in the age yet where, or at least the older one, where she has to write papers yet, or is that is it too soon for that? No, she. Instead of papers, I mean, she's done that, and they're pretty bullshit. They're like three, you know. I think she did a fine job. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> she does a fine job. She's awesome. But what they're doing uh, is class presentations and she does one a month got it and so it's three to five minutes of oral presentation in front of the oh class my God. with notes and there's a projector and a smart screen that she can like work like an ipad where you take your hand and you kind of page down yeah. so we produce a pdf uh for her that she has written um <laughs> and found images on various subjects which have included uh utah history <clears throat> utah geologic history uh, she did one recently on color theory a couple days ago that was awesome. That sounds way more interesting than the first two you mentioned. Well, yeah. <laughs> Rocks was the first. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, terrible. <laughs> Awful. She did what I was, here's where I was going. Too. Growing up, and I, I know my parents are a very popular subject matter on this uh, show. Growing up, the rule was you had to study with my parents if there was a test coming up. And, like, and they had to be able to test you. And it wasn't until like late junior high school that i was able to break that trend and that they also wanted to edit all of your papers that you wrote and like i think i would wow. you know was, when the kids are younger i can see helping them study especially if they're nervous like right now this is again it goes back to anya she's you know they've got these spelling tests and math tests in uh in her first grade class and so when we're waiting for the bus with our neighbors next door the neighbor next door she's you know, reassuring her son, quizzing him again before he gets on the bus and telling him, don't worry, just do your best. And we don't study at all at our house because Anya doesn't need to. She already knows how to do it all and it's a waste of her time. So it's very, very different. But at some point, at some point, I assume, you know, she'll have to study some things and we'll help her on that. But like in my house, it was like, you know, we're going to go over this science. And if you get the answers wrong, you're in trouble and we're going to start the testing all over again. I hope you enjoy the sounds of the printer behind me. There's actually somebody working on a school project in my house at this time. Oh, awesome. Um, oh, and there's Anya picking up the uh, the project. Anya, say hi. No, they have to say it loud. They can't hi. see it. Good job. And <laughs> Very cute. Cameos. It's all about the cameos. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I mean, uh, but the papers was what I really hated because I decided at some point that my parents were editing my papers and they were giving me subjective edits and not you know, objective yeah. edits. And yes. then I was like, you know what? Yes. I think I'm going to be a writer when I grow up. So forget it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I put the kibosh on that one too. So we're not going to call the show Lex's parents. <laughs> we could call That's it a different not show. Lex's parents. Yeah. We're going to, we're, we're going to have a spinoff show. Mm -hmm. You, you want to learn the things you want to emulate. And you got to learn the things you don't want to emulate. It's, it all worked out. Okay. Mold. So what, what do you guys do about, I mean, does your boy have homework? Yeah, and he, I mean, he usually has it, but he only he usually has it like two or three times a week. Oh. And, and so he and I, I, I pick him up at school and then we come home and we do his homework and, and it's almost always just math mm -hmm. and, you know, it varies and sometimes it's, sometimes we can get it done in like 15 minutes, but 
it's usually, I mean, it's usually at least a half an hour. And like the longest one will be uh, an hour. Huh. Can any, you can hear me. Lex can't hear me. Uh, yeah. Oh, I can hear you. Oh, there we go. Okay. Oh, God. This is going to be a nightmare to edit. I can tell already. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's already gotten to the point where the math, like sometimes the math is too hard for me. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's in fourth grade, and so and I'm like, and it's usually just it, it's just the terminology. It's just like yeah, you know, exactly. s- solve this using this method, and I'm like, okay, I I know how to solve this, but I don't know what that method mean. I don't know what that word means. Have you got the math so, sentences? Have you had that? Where they math call it? sentences? Yeah, they call it a math sentence. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. There's all these I don't crazy. Think so. One of the early things this year was they would say you need to show your work using whatever method which i can't even remember right. what it was and the, so the teacher had to show the parents what the method was because the <laughs> kids were like i don't know what the method is i don't know what i got no yeah. work to, you know freaking out yeah and yeah that was fun I, I usually just go i mean i usually just google it and i can usually figure out what the heck it's they mean yeah i did that by doing I, that because there's, there's usually some site that has like you know yeah <laughs> The, the, the less, you know, like if it's not ex- the exact lesson plan, it's pretty close. Um, I did that and I found a whole bunch of crazy education, PhD candidates papers and that didn't help <laughs> <laughs> at all. Um, also I know, I know something that's kind of a hot topic, which is the, like, there's, there's a couple of them and there, one is the textbook thing being like the textbooks in public schools being kind of ruled oh. by Texas. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and how sucky that is Ooh. and also something called common core yes yeah i was going to bring up the old common core i wanted to know if we were going there and uh i guess you know here it's not really it's sort of the unspoken thing um because when i was a kid or when i when i entered college the state i don't know if it was the state of the feds they had this thing called general education which basically meant if you got a college degree, you had taken these general courses. And it, and it added a year to your uh, college unless you were really disciplined and knew your major going in and were, were very focused. So like I transferred schools a bunch of times and I had to retake a couple of general education classes pretty much every time I transferred because they all had different standards and it was stupid. Anyway, I think that, um, so here we're kind of used to that conversation about well this is what kids need to know when they get out of school but there's some downsides to it apparently because of the way it's structured and the that basically it's forcing teachers to teach to a test rather than teach to knowledge am i am i getting that correct is that is that yeah that's that's i mean that's the complaint and it's it's to me the biggest well one of the big objections the parents have besides the fact that you know they're they're just teaching to the test is that the report cards are totally incomprehensible <laughs> like there are no longer a's and b's it's you know do they meet expectations and the uh they said when they have these lectures where you they bring in all the parents to talk about it. like so it, what used to you should you have to stop thinking about a's and b's but what used to be an a is now meets expectations that means you've done exactly what we'd like from you to do and that's perfect and then very rare will be exceeds expectations and that would be well better than what an a used to be they're, they're, they're all just bullshitting the rules it reminds me of this old victoria jackson bit on weekend update where she's like doing a movie review she's like four stars is okay and three stars is the best like it doesn't make any sense there's no uh comprehensibility to it so the parents have no idea what their kids are learning the kids have no idea what they're learning and the teachers don't even like it they know that they're teaching to the test and they just they have to do it because it's their yeah. job and it's how they're effectively the teachers are effectively graded and the tests freak the kids out. Yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> well, actually, there was, there was a, like the last, second. the last time there was a test here that it was just, it, apparently the kids were like, so many of the kids were just so afraid that they, uh, the, somehow this rumor got spread that if you didn't pass the test, you couldn't go on to the next grade. And the teachers were all like, no, it's not true. You know, blah, blah, blah. And the kids were still like, you know, completely wigged out about this test. So I, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Anya hasn't worried about it much. And then the other two are, are too young, but I, I just hate that. You know, that the teachers are putting pressure on the kids anyway, and like mm-hmm. they have to. And so yeah. I don't love that. I don't love that at all. But you know what I do love? 
What? Taking breaks to recognize our fine, <laughs> fine sponsors. <laughs> yeah. See what I did there for you? I gave you a place to put it right in. Just like, I just fucking handed Bro. it to you on a silver platter. Oh, God, Lex. You know, if I were gay, I'd be going down on you right now. <laughs> How are we going to work that in? That, that's gonna, that will be conveniently edited out in an editing accident. Oh. Uh, I'll Damn. save a, a clip. It'll be a clip show, like a blooper clip show that we'll put together mm-hmm. at the end of the year. So that would be good. Include. <laughs> include. Outtakes from oh, turning this awesome. car around. Uh, yeah. Hey. Sponsor time. I have a guess as to who the sponsor is this week. If you're a long-time listener, and by long I mean like three or four weeks or something, listener, listener to the show, it's... You may know. You may know that our, our diamond but, platinum sponsor is day one, the awesome journaling app for iOS and Mac. And before you press that 30-second skip button, you should know that we are giving away, that day one is giving away free copies of the app, and we're gonna tell Turning This Car Around listeners how to find it, but we're not gonna do it at the beginning of the spot, we're not gonna do it at the end, it's gonna be in the middle, so you gotta listen to the whole so thing. So you sit down, young man. Sit or down young and listen woman. to day one. Or young so woman. go to dayoneapp.com, first of all, that's where you're gonna see the app. And uh, John Armstrong, you you sort of beta tested a brand new feature that just launched, right? Yeah, they just launched a new feature called Publish, and what it lets you do is if you've got some entries that you want to share, say with your family or friends or Facebook or Twitter, you can take an entry and push it to a new site that's dayone.me, that's M-E, and it will publish, you set up a profile there and it will just publish your post that you've created in day one, your journal entry, and it'll just publish that up to the internet. And it doesn't Is it do like that for some all really of ugly, bare bones, craptastic page. No, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. <laughs> uh, I just tested it, and I had a photo I took with one of my little arty uh, iPhone photo apps, and put the photo right in. It um, geotagged it. I got the weather and my little copy right there, and it's got my name, my like homepage. So it creates um, kind of like a blog uh, setup where you have your page or your profile page. Um, has like excerpted posts with small thumbnails. And then when you click in, it's got a nice big photo and your, your text that you've entered in your journal entry. It's really nice. So you basically, you just, you do your journaling and then when you want to share, you can share this beautiful little page that's custom for this moment or this memory or this event. And I'm guessing that this is where the markdown really makes it pop. Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I've got to give that a try. I'm assuming that that's the case. Um, Oh yeah. I bet it will. I bet it will. Yeah. See, I'm not a big markdowner, uh, oh, but I think Mister, you got to do the markdown, man. Got to get into the markdown. Okay, all right. But so I'm, I mean, I'm working. On I mean, the guy who made it is a jerk, but still. Okay, but well, here, really quick, just so he is, but really quick, just so you know, if you go to dayoneapp.com/free again, dayoneapp.com/free, they're giving away free copies of the app. Do you know how many copies we're giving away? Unlimited. Wow. So just go what? there. If you, if you've ignored every time we told you to get it, just go get it for free. This is like yeah, the really? easiest dad in the world you? at this point. What is wrong with you? Yeah. But just to recap, even before the new feature, even before publish went live, day one lets you journal from your Mac, your iPhone, your iPad, and you can log anything at any time. It lives in the menu bar on the Mac. You just tap on the app on the iPhone. It's beautiful or on the iPad. Beautiful, really well designed. You just type in your memories. You get a a very nice automatically syncing journal of all your memories. So, you know, little Timmy takes his first steps. You you note it down in day one and you know forever when it happened. You can even know what music you were listening to or where you were or what the weather was like. And then now if you're like, wow, everybody should see this video I just shot and saved in day one app of little, was it Timmy? Timmy taking his first steps. <laughs> mm-hmm. He can publish it and share it on the web with a beautiful custom bespoke site. No, don't call Timothy. it a bespoke site though. He's going to college soon. Yeah. Yeah. They great. grow up so fast, don't they? It's they a do. great app for anything really, but it's also a great, it dovetails nicely with the subject of this podcast because it's a great app for parents. Wait, yes. there's a, a subject of this podcast? Uh, <laughs> loose, loose subject. How bad a parent I am. <laughs> <laughs> How awful we are every as week. Yeah. Every week we delve into mm-hmm. how bad a parent John is. But the app's jam packed with features. It's uh, extremely well designed. It looks beautiful on your Mac. It looks beautiful on iOS seven. If you if you don't get it now when it's free for you for this short period of time, then you're just you're kind of just dead to me. And it's honest. obviously lovingly maintained because 
Yes. It's not one of those apps that was just created two years ago and they're like, yeah, okay, we updated it for five right. seven years. Right. No, no, no. They're, Man, this is ongoing. working on this stuff yep. every day. I mean, frankly, the damn thing is selling so well that he can afford to give away copies while sponsoring right. new shows. So. Exactly. Day one app. People like it. Dot com slash You will like it. Everybody yeah. will like it. Come on, what's not to like? Go get it. Thank you, day one. <laughs> and now, <laughs> back to your favorite podcast. Wait, the talk show's on now? Yeah. <laughs> that was a delightful segue into uh, learning something about our sponsors. Let's get back to learn our kids learning. Hey, nice. Well played. Thank you. Way to get back into it. Nice. <laughs> now, I didn't even write that down. D- the um, well, I'm gonna. <laughs> you should. You save that for another podcast. <laughs> for the next. You can use that the next time you're the on next the talk time we show. talk about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the um. Another thing that I think about with school is, and this this could be a, a whole episode on its own, but it's just scheduling the extracurriculars and the kids' lives around everything uh, else. Because yeah. you know, if you're going to do the activities, they come home from school, they've been in school all day, and now it's like, okay, now we're going to go to the piano lesson or gymnastics mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. softball, and mm-hmm. I worry about overburdening them. Yeah, we just. Yeah. I think between me and their mother, we decided one major extracurricular per child and then if they had interest in other things we'd kind of figure that out as it went but to start with one and i think we picked the right one for my oldest piano and it's pretty rigorous actually it was way more rigorous than the piano lessons i took as a kid (laughs) um but that has that is a ripple effect because then there's the practice time which is added to the homework time so there's time you can't watch tv or play or you know have your free play your free time and so you've got practice, which is, I think, it's not bad, 25 minutes a day, 25 to 40 minutes a day, depending on if she takes a break, like one day she doesn't practice or something. So that's the decision we came to. But I know, I know there's parents out there that have, you know, they've got their family, and basically their afternoon is spent shuttling, and yeah. they're, they're behind the wheel, driving all over town right. to get their kids yeah. picked up and dropped off at different things. Yeah, yeah. we've got some neighbor neighbor people who have, th- have three kids and they're and they're but they're also just like the go 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 type so they're they're constantly out doing something and hank's hank's got so he's got karate which he does usually two times a week and then and then he's got chess club um which wow is just one, are, which is just one day a week that's a really good combination though if yeah. anybody's gonna make yeah. money for being on the chess club guess what that's right you just get it you get it you get a roundhouse right to the he's right got the, the chops gut. if you will yeah He's got a start. great round. His, his kicks are so good. And and often the, the instructor will like have Hank like, come on up here and, and kick this thing so everybody can see. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Nice. And he, so they do this, they do this great, which is really fun. I mean, it, it's pretty easy, but uh, every time they do a belt test, they have you break a board. And, and when you first do it, it, you just do a straight, you just do a straight kick and the boards are thin. And then the boards get thicker and thicker as you progress. <laughs> And so he's, he's, I don't know how thick it is. It's like, it's, you know, it's not very dense wood, but it's, it's probably about a half an inch thick now. And so the last time he took a belt test, he, you know, you get to, you could pick his, he could pick his kick. And so he decided to do a roundhouse kick because that's his strength. And so he just, he just shat, I mean, he just shattered it. I mean, just like, bam, awesome. just one kick. Yeah. And Honest question. it was, it was, it was a beautiful thing to see. Could he kick your ass at this point? <laughs> he could not kick my ass um just b- b- largely because of the size difference um but he would uh he would it, it, every once in a while when we're, we're horsing around and he he gives me a kick it it does hurt it hurts bad mm. if he gets me he's got a, he's got strong legs you need to get a slow motion thing with him doing that i think <laughs> with your iphone like get this i did take a video i did i did take a yeah but i didn't do this i didn't i don't think i had the slow-mo back then but that would be so yeah. awesome. Next time. That would be awesome. Yeah. And for, you know, we think about it. I don't want to get too far afield from education, but we think about it, especially yeah. with birthday parties where I try to RSVP. I try to have us RSVP no to some of them. If it's a friend who, or if it's a kid who she's not really friends with, and it's like an obligation invite, just because I want them to have free time on the weekends and we could book up every weekend with birthday parties back to back sometimes. And yeah. I hate that. I want especially, free time. especially when the kids are younger. I think there's a lot of, whole class invite parties right yeah yeah i remember the first one we went to with my oldest i'm still scarred by the they just (laughs) left these balloons out for everybody and of course the boys are like really let's pop them 
right now. And it was sort of, I was, <laughs> there was no parental like stepping in saying, Hey, stop popping the balloons. We're going to do this now. <laughs> and it was like, seriously, it was like, um, saving private Ryan where the, uh, the guns are going off and people are flinching. You know, that's what the, the parents, you were looking around at the other parents and they're like flinching at the pops. And it, it was pretty, uh, yeah, I'm like, oh God, I can, I'm, I'm done being a parent. I can't do it. And then I realized that actually you can control the type of party you have and the stuff and yeah. also who you invite. So no boys allowed. But do you, um, how no do your blitz. kids go to school? Oh God. I drive them. Uh, I'm uh, sorry. I've touched a nerve. You drive we, them. We, we drop them off. Yeah, we drive them. Yeah, we drive. We drive too. Mm. We drive too, and then the oldest takes the bus at seven uh, seven fifty six a.m. is when the bus arrives. Oh man! Wow! That's wow! Yeah, but that's me getting that's out really, the door. That's that's, that's the, when I am trying to get the children to walk out the door is five to eight at seven fifty. Yep, at seven fifty six. Well, Our it started start. at seven fifty six. Now it's actually seven fifty nine. But I wanted to make myself look a little more impressive, mm. so I, I kept the seven fifty six. Are they? rigid with i mean we're talking japanese schedule here you know <laughs> yeah. japanese train schedule efficiency it's uh it's close i mean it's been worse here in the winter now because people are everybody's waiting inside and then running to catch the bus <laughs> when they see it at the previous stop because it's yeah. been so cold uh right. so it's been a little slower now but uh when it's warm it's pretty consistent yeah i i have to drive my girls because one goes to one school and one goes to another school so there's two they're my oldest is and i'm i'm a little too far away for her to walk oh, yeah. even though like in the summertime i would disappear for hours at a time with no technology right, right. well that's why you disappeared for hours at a time <laughs> i could there was no there was no technology but, but i would love it if she could walk to school i would love it if i lived close enough for the, for the girls to walk to school or i could walk with them to school but alas we drive we probably should walk but it rains here here so much that it becomes kind of gross pretty quick. And we also just early on fell into this pattern of, of driving cause we're bad planners. So anyway, we should be walking more, but we um, basically just drive. Okay. So this is a question for both of you. When you drive, what is, what does the drop off look like? And is there ever road rage <laughs> drop off road rage? Uh, uh, there was once row rage from me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was pulling, I was pulling into the spot, and I can't, I can't remember. I, like I kind of got cut off by this, by this woman, and I started like, you know, just like, you know, in my car yelling, and uh, and I look up, and and it's, you know, it's this woman, <laughs> it's this friend of ours, <laughs> like, <laughs> hi, hi, how's it, how's it going? <laughs> the, uh, she's like, she's like, sorry, and I'm like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm that's the worst. Kill you. I um, <laughs> I will say I don't. T I'm pretty good with road rage, especially if the kids are in the car. What what bothers me and what makes me get furious, although I I keep it internal until the kids have left the car and then I get it. It's like if I'm dropping off Liam at his school, there's a spot that's reserved for the rabbi, and there's a spot that's reserved for the school administrator, and then there's you know handicap spots, and then there's non parking areas, and there's all the regular spots. And all these moms come in in their minivans in the morning and they take the rabbi spot, they park in the handicap spot, they just park <laughs> illegally because nobody's like, well, if I park there, I would have to walk like an extra 40 feet to get my kid <laughs> to the school door. And I, I hate these moms with a fiery passion. I very rarely do the drop off, which is good because I get so angry. Although my wife also hates them. Uh, but we've literally, we stopped making plans with one of the worst offenders because we were like, you know what? We don't want to be socially friendly with this woman if she's constantly going to say, I can ignore all the parking rules because it takes me less time if I drop off my kids this way. When, you know, many people are following the rules and there's this this contingent of moms who don't and I just hate them all so much. I hate them. I hate them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. Uh, that's understandable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the public school drop off is via, it's in kind of an older neighborhood and so, it's via public streets. There's no, you can't turn in to like do the little loopy drop off thing or whatever. And so you have to, it's, it's a, it can be crazy, especially if it snows, it's, it's a mess. And so I've tried to get there early enough. That's why we could get out the doors. So her school starts. <sighs> I have to allow leeway for traffic because I live downtown and then the school's in a neighborhood. So it's not like it's a, huge distance it's but it's rush hour usually or 
one, we have two rush hours here. We have the eight o'clock rush hour and then the nine o'clock. I've noticed there's a specific time if we leave, we make great time. And then that gives more, more time to drop off the younger one who might, may or may not have a good drop off because she's four and has, you know, mm. she's four. So yeah, some days she doesn't want me to leave and some days she doesn't care. But um, anyway, I, if I, I just have this window of awesome time and then not so awesome time. And today we did not so awesome, but fortunately not, it was just rainy. It wasn't snowy. We were fine. Anyway, uh, I hate the drop off. You do. <laughs> I wish we could bust them. See, at least I, the oldest one. I, I, I got, here's the thing I hate about school in general. Cause at the top of the show, I talked about, you know, my hatred for the cutoff date nonsense, but I don't love putting Anya on the bus one, because I, I don't know. I don't know if the bus driver is a great report. Uh, let me try that again. I don't know if the bus driver is a great driver. I don't have a report on how, you know, good mm. she is at driving. Um, the bus has seat belts and the kids are supposed to buckle up when they sit down. All the kids leave their backpacks on because they find it's more convenient that way. So they're all sitting really weirdly and awkwardly with their backpacks on their backs as they try to buckle. The bus driver is always <laughs> driving away before she's buckled. And obviously in our day, you didn't have any seat belts on the bus. So I don't right. care so much about that. But then what I, I, I just, the hard part to me about school, I know parents, you know, there's some sadness the first time your kids go to school or whatever else, but you know, there's a time where, you know, everything that's happening in your kid's life all the time. And then you go to school and like, I think about my kids during the day when they're at school, but I have no idea what their day's really like. I don't know if they're the cool kids or not. I don't know if they're having fun or not. I don't know if they're people are picking on them or if the teacher's nice to them, if they're getting called on when they raise their hands or not. And I don't know. It all bothers me. Like, yeah, that bothers, that bothers me too. Cause he won't tell us either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's so stoic. He comes home. How was school? Fine. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Well, see you at dinner. Yeah. Later. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 do your kid, do your kids seem to like school? yes my my middle one loves school she's always nervous at the beginning of the school year each year she's terrified where the other ones aren't as much but then she loves it now she's just the sierra is five and so now she's reading with miss marianne at the school the the person who runs the school takes certain kids out when they're ready to read and you have private sessions with her and she loves that and every she does that on friday so every day when it's a school day if it's not friday she's disappointed that it's not friday but she loves school the oldest one likes school because the teacher's giving her extra work now. Like now that she can go, like she came, she comes home one day, she gets off the bus, she goes, oh, Mrs. Fensham got, Mrs. Fensham got chapter books for me to read. Like she had gone to the library on her own and brought in some chapter books for Anya since Anya was tired of the, like, I can read Dr. Seuss style mm -hmm. books. Mm -hmm. um, and, but so now that there's extra stuff, she's happy. And then my son is really a mama's boy right now. I can't wait till he's over that. I mean, I want him to keep liking Lauren, but. Uh, I just want him to be slightly less obsessed. So there are times when he'll get a little bit misty-eyed when it's drop-off time, but if you wait and peek through the door, he always starts having a ball two seconds later. And that's the all yeah. of that, I think. I think it's very rare that there's a an issue where the kid is, you know, in tears for four hours. Um, unless, you know, they've broken a bone or something, which I, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, where was I? Oldest likes uh, school. Liking school. She likes yeah. school, but but every year at the beginning, it's a little bumpy for the first few yeah. weeks. Yeah. Hank does not like school. <laughs> oh yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. He would, he would much rather be, be at home. He would rather, and he has stated that he would rather be at home with us, you know, like he'd rather be homeschooled. Wow. Which is not going to happen, but, um, yeah. Cause we, cause we both work and yeah. No homeschool. Which I, and I feel terrible about. And I, you know, we're con so we're constantly trying to find ways to make it better for him by working with the, with the school. And they're, they're really good about it. Um, like he was, like he was in chorus and was just, was just bored in it and hated it and, um, started causing a little trouble. And, and we're like, well, what's going on there? What's going on? It's like, well, I don't, I don't like it. Okay. Well, you don't have to do it. I'm like, oh, Okay. <laughs> It's optional. You can be in the classroom instead. Oh, okay. I'd rather be in the classroom. So, but in general, he would just, he would rather not be, be dealing with it. It's, it's stressful for him. And I wish there was some, some better solution, but, um, right now there isn't an obvious one. Hmm. Interesting. I, yeah. yeah. I've gone to more stuff for my kids at their schools than my father ever did for me oh yeah by oh, completely far 
some of that's because I work from yeah. home. Well, I'm with, I'm way more I'm way more in his life than my dad. You know, because he, you know, my dad worked in New York City. We lived an hour away, and oh know, yeah, he, he got up before I got up, and he got home like at seven o'clock at night, and was up for two hours before I went to bed. Wow. So so I saw him for you know, and he was and he often worked. You know, he was in Oof. he eat dinner and then he go into his office and work. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it was in I, when I say his office, it was like it was the TV room, really. So we we would often be in there watching, you know, something. We'd all be in there together, and he'd be like, you know, doing bills or something, or just like re- reading up on something. My dad would come home from work and immediately take a nap. Um, <laughs> he was a TV. And, well, he would start reading the newspaper in the same chair each day, and then he would fall asleep, and then you'd have to wake him up for dinner. It was a different age, man. <laughs> it was. Yes, it was. It was definitely. It was definitely different. It's not like. My dad showed up in the middle of the day two times when I was in school. One was uh, to take me to the space shuttle booster test firing, the very first one. I do. Oh, remember the space shuttle? It's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. They made those the boosters for that. I just saw Gravity. Nice, good movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. We, yeah. Uh, uh, now I'm going to think about all the special effects and Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Back to space shuttle booth. So my dad showed up. You know, he's all dressed up in his work clothes. He's like, "Let's go." That's awesome. And my teacher looks at me like, "Well, there's your dad. You got to go later." It was awesome. Best day ever. And then we went out and I saw this giant rocket fire and you know melt the desert. It was fantastic. Um, <laughs> and by the way, one of those is terrifying. I can't imagine two of them. Um, so oh, yeah. that one. And then there was another. T- I the other time was like we went out. We I don't know where we went. He took me somewhere. It was unexpected. It was the best day ever. You know, two best day ever with my dad were when he came to my school and pulled me out unexpectedly. Um, but other than that, like, uh, oh, here's a question I had. Are you guys PTA parents at all? Like, you know, making stuff for the class and, you know, cupcakes for special days and all that stuff? Or is that, is, are, are you, mm. you or your significant others involved in that way? Not super. I mean, we're not like, no, we're not like regular PTA people, but every once in a while we do stuff like, uh, they have a a fundraiser on Friday afternoons where they sell popcorn and Karen's gone a oh, number of times to, to make, the, make the popcorn. Um, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like people. So I don't, <laughs> I don't do it. Lauren is on the PTA. Uh, she's, she's got a, like a, I don't know. She's an officer of some sort, like the management membership committee, something. I don't know. She wear a badge. Um, it, no. And because of that, I can't be involved with the PTA. Because it would mean a babysitter every time. Like once oh, one yeah. person in the yeah. marriage is on the PTA, then I can't be. I think if she weren't, I probably would. Although I would not want to have an officership. I would just like want to volunteer three times a year so I could feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm fine with. Uh, but you know what's what's interesting is all the the single dads in Anya's class. All of them are on the PTA. So I don't know if it's like a good place to meet women or what. Uh, uh, or I, I guess that was not probably. a nice thing to say. I guess it's, well, uh, they want to be involved in their kids' lives and schooling. And so my harsh, crass joke was totally inappropriate. But <laughs> I worry, like, I, I, I think always, it could have been crasser. Whenever I see, <laughs> whenever I see those guys, um, I always mention how Lauren, like, if there's a day at school where we're visiting and some of those other dads are there and they're mentioning their PTA involvement, I always mention, oh, yes, my wife, Lauren, to whom I am married, who the <laughs> person on the community, like, she's there a lot too, my wife who's married mm-hmm. to me happily mm-hmm. i have to make sure that i stress that sure yeah sure of course yeah i, I have some issues <laughs> <laughs> i just want to say for the record as a single father i have never tried to make the move on anybody at school at, of either of my children <laughs> so just lex i don't oh. know if that makes you feel there's one less in the pool it does. of thank you, know, you creepy single dads like using school as a pickup zone i never said they were creepy I mean, they are, but I never said. Yes, that. right. It's it was it was it was unspoken, a sp- unspoken assumption. I, I agree with you, though. I, I don't think it's a good place to go to like pick up people. I, no, no, no. The no, grocery no. store. That's where. That's where you yep. go. Grocery store and strip clubs. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Always the strip clubs. <laughs> Her name's Rochelle. She's fantastic. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I, my parents were not PTA parents. I'm not really a PTA parent. Uh, I will volunteer for things from time to time, but it's mostly chaperone stuff. Like we're gonna go see a play, or we're going to the museum, that kind of a thing. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you meet women. Exactly. 
Ah, wait at the act. Like, so I'm, you're saying I'm looking at like museum people or theater. What? Oh, uh, museum is probably a good place. This is, this took a weird turn. It really did. And now we're in, this is, uh, we were talking about education and now it's, now it's like where to meet. Well, we're, we're a full moms. service podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it, well, it's it's also it's that and it's, like I would like I would know, <laughs> <laughs> like I would have any idea. Well, as usual, Lex forced us to go down a road that's very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. so, yeah, I don't right, want that. Right, I don't right. want that reputation. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Then stop doing it, <laughs> Lex. Morgan. What's the common denominator here? Hmm? Uh, it's, it's people named John. Yeah. Huh? okay yeah. you got us on that one <laughs> next time that's the, the lowest common denominator. you uh i know we're, we're just about out of time but do you feel um do you feel strongly that you want your kids to go to college yes uh, mandatory uh, in general yeah i mean unless he comes up with a really great idea see it, it, yeah for me it's like you know 15 years ago i would have said sure when i have kids and they're college age they should go to college but i'm a little bit less sure now i feel like the costs are so insane i mean we're saving for college and everything but i feel like the costs are so insane and the benefits uh increasingly suspect like if one of them is a really good programmer let's say then maybe right. they don't need to go to college i don't know that's what i was saying i mean that's basically what man I, was I don't know i think you gotta have a degree and he's a he's a real i mean he's a, he's definitely an independent thinker so i mean he could i don't know he could decide to to start his own thing and maybe that would be cool so but in general i would think yes as i've mentioned on the show my my youngest's middle name is brandeis so i feel like he's got one school he can get into pretty easily oh sure Mm, perfect plus legacy harvard (laughs) right good 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 call yeah yeah well i I think i mentioned i I feel like i'm gonna recycle a joke from last time but we should my daughter my daughter vassar (laughs) my other daughter my other daughter vassar should have should have named Anya Anya University of South Carolina UCLA good. Berkeley <laughs> Berkeley oh yeah Karen wants to yeah no Karen Karen always says that Hank Hank should go to uh, the University of Washington and 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 live at home mm, yeah like, <laughs> good luck with that mm, I my yeah. dad thought that too that I would go to a, a tinier local school and stay at home and commute ha 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 no no once i no. once i left for college i never came home again like i i mean i came home to visit and stuff but i you know starting that the first summer after college i was never living in my house again oh, even yeah, summers me, wow me yeah nice no oh so oh the, so oh okay so during summers in college you didn't come home right i oh okay. first year i stayed in, in stayed in boston and then hmm. the next year did an internship in la but each year there was each summer there was something and if everybody's wondering anything about Brandeis, they put the Jew in education. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. 